missing you. <laughs> Do you know why? Because next year, the journey has just begun. You will be very ready to release me. I can hear the rumble. I can hear the rumble. I want every one of you to tune your spirit to God. November, December is a time that heaven will be given a lot of information to God's children on earth. Wait on the Lord. I can hear the rumbles. I can hear the celebration of angels. For the time of the Gentile is over. <laughs> Therefore, now that I'm with you, let's enjoy one another very well. Because in a short time, you'll be hearing of me in this nation. I will only pass through you and move to the next nation. There is great cry in the heart of God's people for the truth, which is rare in the church of God on earth today. And I have a mandate by the Father to take the battle to every nation under heaven so that God's people may know the truth and the only true God. I will share part of what he's telling me with you this morning. Some people have come to the place where they think that nobody hears God anymore except through their mind. But no, 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 God still speaks to you. And you hear him more and clearer and clearer. Therefore, let's enjoy one another before the work really begins next year. Now, can I just say to us that um, we came back from the retreats this morning with El Shaddai Church, Reverend Josephine Collier. And I'm saying this to you because they are your extended family. Every year, they will take mommy and I away for a weekend where throughout from morning till night till 11, we will be sharing with them. They tell us the areas they want us to really share with them. And they write so many questions and we answer those questions from the scriptures looking deeply into the word of truth so that a lot of you know uncertainty confusion is cleared and they do this to us every year you know when i was in the baptist as a baptist pastor in olivet in Deptford there that was 86 87 i we used to go to um uh what do you call this place in South End? Around South End stuff. If Mama was here, she would have told me. We used to go there for, huh? Ashburnan. Where is it? Ashburnan. No, not Ashburnan. It's um, towards Margate. <laughs> yeah, Pastor, Pastor Debbie was one of my members then. By the way, I was told that Pastor Debbie's birthday is when? February is your birthday. 
I won't tell you more than that. Because when they were telling me, I remember the 1986, 7 or so, when God brought Pastor Debbie to my church then, uh, in the Baptist church I was serving. And both of us, myself and the person speaking, we remember how old she was. And uh, now we are celebrating her in February. I make sure that nobody invites me anywhere in the world. Very interesting. Now, the years just flew like that. So, therefore, I want to say to us in this house, because I have this time spent with um, the El Shaddai, I thought to myself, pastor was there yesterday and he's a witness, that I need to have some time with you. I need to have some time with you. Where you ask me any question. So, from January next year, we will start a time of question time with apostle. I'm not going to preach. You ask questions. Any question, then I will answer. One of the questions that was asked is, that there is a man in Nigeria who got disgruntled by the misdemeanor behavior, recklessness of, you know, church leaders in Nigeria. And that man, therefore, did a tape, which in his tape, he inferred that a tithe is not a New Testament teaching, and Christians ought not to give tithe and offerings in churches. Now the person that challenged me was that a man in Nigeria gave a speech and it went viral all over the whole world. So the first thing I thought is that what? Why can't my, my message go viral? So I called the committee of the media and they told me the reason why the man's message went viral is because the man spoke about 10 minutes just on one subject. He's not preaching, but he's just speaking. So they have decided that this week they will sit down with me and I will reply those teachings for 10 minutes. And then we will paste the reply in the same platform so that when people switch to that man and they click they will see me too. Who will say, he's a liar. Are you with me now? But during this weekend, I was able to uh, answer the question because the question arises that, you know, what the man is saying, is it true? Did Jesus not tell us not to pay? Did Jesus really talk about tithing? Did, was it talked about in the New Testament? So I did answer them. As an ignoramus, like an ordinary man, showing them the scriptures and showing them where the man went into error, verbatim, like in the book of Mal- Malachi 3, which the man said, God wrote it to priests, and that God said, you know, he was commanding just um, the priests. And I showed him from that scripture that uh, it's not correct. 
Then I now try to switch into intellectual reasoning. Let me help you with something here. Look at that Malachi. This is not my message today, but I have 15 minutes to just preach. It says, no, verse 8, please. Malachi says, will a man rob God, yet ye rob me? But you ask, how do we rob you in tithes? The first question here is, will a man, to understand who God is speaking with, you must know who God is referring to as man. In his own, in the man's, you know, um, inference, it says that man is talking about um, priest. But if you look at the word man, to understand when God says man, what God meant, we have to go to the origin of the first time God used the word man. Which is Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God's ultimate intention. It says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. And in our likeness. And the next verse it says. And therefore God created man. In his image. Male and female. So from that expression of God. We know when God uses the word man. He means mankind. Are we together? Come on you agree we say amen. amen. Therefore. If we go back to that Malachi. To see further. And it says. Will a man rob me that ye rob me. How do we rob you in tithes and offerings? The Lord replied, You are under a curse, the whole nation. And the word, the whole nation here, is telling us that the man used by God is referring to the whole nation. So, therefore, from the expression of that man, there is a problem. The man who wrote that stuff has a problem. Which in law we refer to of lack of understanding of the lex for it. The language in which the law is written. He doesn't understand. And so, which means, lack of understanding of lex for it means that you cannot apply the right judgment. Whatever you build on it, you are built on falsehood. So everything the man said, therefore, can be accepted as null and void not authentic, not true, not fact. Unreasonable in all its, you know, whatever you say it. So therefore, I was able to show also, God says here, the next verse, bring the whole tithe into my storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then I explain what does the Bible refer to as the house of God. And you find the house of God, whenever the Bible talks about the house of God, it talks about a, a place where a body of believers of God dwell. A shrine where God is worshipped. That's what it calls the house of God. So if the Bible says storehouse here, and refer to the storehouse as in my house, then it means that God is talking about Church, bring your tithes and offering to the church. Okay. This is how you can bust errors of the devil and his deception in the last days. When you read the Bible and people misapply the scriptures. It says that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Almighty. And see if I will not open, open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not 
have enough room for it. Now, I rest my case here. Now, if you want to know more, don't miss any day this week. This week is Women of Rad Destiny Convention. Thank you for saying that. Look at all of them, they're looking at me like that. Come on, say hey, whatever. I when you're in the house of God, they, they are, I'm mentioning that God is coming with feasts this week. You should celebrate it. Hallelujah, somebody. I have a mandate from heaven for you this week. I have told you when God began to speak that it will be a world convention that we have never had such in the life of this church. I am fully loaded with the spirit of the most high. Hallelujah, somebody. Don't miss it. They should give you the announcements which has the program every day from Tuesday. All right? We'll be ministering here. And after the ministration, I will, I will finish the service. And I wrote there, I will be operating in prophetic declaration. That's what you will find in your timetable. God told me every Friday, every day rather, when, you, when the minister picked the microphone and I will speak. Listen to me. We have gone to all CFT branch, um, most, all the country CFT are this year to do the convention. This is the grand finale. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, let me give you a little taste of the prophetic now. I was in Ireland last week. And when I arrived, the first thing that was said to me was, one of our daughters there, the daughter of Dr. Adekwaju, the professor, he said, they said, she applied to do medicine in Aberdeen, and she was turned down. And I said, why? They said she did her A-levels, and Aberdeen expected that she should score over 90% in her biology and her chemistry and when the, she did the exam of Aberdeen Medical School and she cleared it with distinction but when the result came in her chemistry or biology one of the subjects he was given 85 and in the other subject it was, she, was, she was given 89 just one mark and Aberdeen said that well we are sorry you failed you didn't have the cutoff mark for, they call it H1. For the, though you passed our exam with distinction, we are sorry we cannot offer you a place. Are we together now? So, she wrote to the examining council of Ireland and told them that my paper was not properly marked. The marks you gave me are not mine. I did better. Her school wrote to the examining board that, we want a remark of these papers because that girl is smarter than what you gave. So they decided to remark. When they remarked the paper, <coughs> in the one she had 85, she now had 92. In the one she had 89, she now had 95. Okay. She now went back to Abadin and Abadin said, we are sorry because you didn't come. Your result came after we have taken people. You have to go and look for another course. During this time, she had admission to do biomedicals in one of the universities. And she went into the biomedical course. Okay? Which means that medicine, kaput. 
Hmm? And she got there and she met some girls like herself and they were Christians. Pentecostal church. So she went with them to their church. But when they came back to the you know, hostel, all the time the girls are talking about sugar daddies and how much sugar daddy pays them every month. She said, excuse me, are you not all born again? They said, we are born again. He said, but you know, I mean, we make 500 pounds from sugar daddy. She said, stop it. She picked the phone and called the mom. She said, I don't want to be in the university. I don't know whether I am dreaming or I am alive. I met girls of my age and they are talking about how much they collect from sugar daddies and they are Christian, Pentecostal, going to church. I went to their church. She said, when I got to their church, their pastor said that, you carry my bag. She said, uh uh-uh. A person coming for the first time, the wife of the pastor said, you, carry my bag. She said, mommy, I don't want to be here. So, why she was complaining about that, Trinity College, which is the Oxford of Ireland, gave her an offer for pharmacy. So, Monday, they decided to go and carry her loads and leave the sugar daddy's university. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know how many of people are born again, yeah? You didn't get what I just said? Born again, born again, born again, born again, born again, born again, born again. Strange. So when I was told that Abaddon rejected that, I remember by prophet God led Israel out of Egypt. By prophet they enter Canaan. I said, darling, you are going back to Abaddon. They will take you. When I said to her, they will take you back in Abaddon. I said, by the way, by Monday you will receive a letter from Abaddon. When I said to her, you will receive a letter from Abaddon. The all efforts have failed. What do you want to study? Medicine? He said yes. And you want it in Abaddon? He said yes. Forget it. Abaddon will call you. So I was preaching on Sunday last week what I'm about to teach you now. And then as I was preaching, I said, if you want to study medicine, don't settle for biomedicals. If you want to study carpentry, don't settle for civil engineering. Whatever you make up your mind to be, follow the course of your conviction. God will make it for you. He will break through that for you. But when you decide, when you intend in your heart to do something, and you are offered a pacifier and you accept, you render God powerless. Because in the book of Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, it says, and God came to look down on what man was doing. And God said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they decide to do in their heart will be impossible. Colossians 3.23. Look at it. What does it say? Shall we read together? Hey, excuse me. Is this not cathedral? What's going on here? Shall we read it together, please? Aha. Uh-huh. Anything you put your heart in, that is what God can bless. Hello? And behold, on, Sunday, on Monday, they went to carry the load from the university 
of <laughs> hallelujah and then her telephone blip pop she looked at it there miss we are happy to offer you a place for medicine in Aberdeen University. She read it again. She said, Mommy, look at this. And there was resounding joy. You know what I'm telling you? Permit me to sit in my office over your life this week. In the Women of Red Destiny Conference. Your life will never be the same. I am sent by he who lives forever and ever. The one of whom I was told. The one about whom I, I studied. And the one who appeared unto me. He does not speak without doing something. Therefore, this morning, for the next 20 minutes. What God put in my heart to share with you is this. God loves you so much. And he make provision for everything you can ever need on earth. I began sharing this with you last Sunday. The previous Sunday. One of the greatest pain in the heart of God. Is the inability of Christians. To maximize what God has freely given. And a good number of us struggle for nothing. A good number of us choose to go to the hard way. When there is easy way. Because a good number of us have been deceived by the enemy. So what God wants me to share with you is this. According to the book of Second Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Shall we read that scripture on the screen together? Okay, you have read it. I want to read it a second time. Looking at the words you are saying. Shall we read it together now? His divine power. Look at me. Write this down, number one. There is nothing you need in your life that God has not given you. Nothing. Write it down. Everything I need in my life has been given to me by God. Write that down. Because our scripture says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. But you see that one you write, put number two there. Number two. What is the number one lesson in this scripture? Your calling. It says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So the first lesson is your calling is glorious and is good. 
To be born again means end of sorrow. Listen to me. To be born again means beginning of joy eternal. To be born again means the end of suffering. Listen to me. Your calling is glorious. It is only in Christ that a man can attain a glorious calling. Not only that. Calling that is filled with goodness. Listen therefore. You know what salvation means? If there is a father who is extremely wealthy. And he has several children. And he made will of his property and gave millions to each child, including the baby that was born. Those inheritances or the inheritance could not be accessed by any child unless the father dies. Yes? Because it's in his will. Now, what happened is this, that... The Lord had given us everything, made provision for Christians for everything, and so he died. So that we can be legitimate in possessing them. With his blood, he paid the price. But then after, the problem is, all his children, some of them are accessing their wealth. Some of them are asking, is there anything really for me? And if that is you, God sent me to tell you that your calling is glorious and it is full of goodness. I think the book of John, I want to talk about this very much because, but I think the book of John chapter 1, if we read from verse 16, 16, from the fullness of his grace, what have you received? Hey, hey, excuse me. Especially on this side, I'm not hearing you reading the scriptures with me this morning. Do you need a coffee break? I can see some people are read emergency in the front here. Don't worry, after this service we'll still eat. A celebration galore, isn't it? Now listen, therefore. Let's read this scripture with understanding. Shall we read it together again? From. Let me read it for you. From the fullness of his grace, I have received one blessing after another. Say it again. From the fullness of his grace, I have received one blessing after another. Therefore, in Christendom, everything for you is blessing. Even when it seems as if it is not, watch out. It will soon turn to blessing. God commanded his blessing for those who are in Christ Jesus. No regrets. He did not add sorrow to his blessing. The blessings of God make us rich without adding sorrow. But you need to understand this first, that we are called into glory and goodness. Go back to my Peter, please. Something else I want to show you here, number two, is that God has provided for you all things that you may need for life 
and for godliness. Your career and your spiritual life. All have been given. Amen. (laughs) I love it. Number three in that second Peter is this. The divine power. This provision given to you by God is brought about by his divine power. Write it down. Which means nothing can hinder it. No spirits, either angel or man, can hinder. There is no witch or wizard or human that can hinder because... What God prepared for you, the custodian of it is the divine power. In other words, infallible power of God. So it's not something that anybody can hinder. Some of you have been told that there are some witches who block your destiny, lie over lie. Who told you that? Who can confront the divine power of the Most High? When the divine power of God is holding a destiny, woe to he who decides to contest over it. God's divine power is the one that provides for you all that you need for life and for his godliness. It can never be tampered with by anybody. Listen to me. We don't have time today. But we go and listen to what I taught them in, in Reverend Collier. I think they put it on the internet. I gave examples, a lot of examples about myself. Everywhere that ministers are afraid to go, I go. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. What they fear. I don't fear it because I fear what they don't fear. They don't fear God, I fear God. They fear devil, I can't fear devil. Because I, fear, I chose to fear God alone. Every place they dread to go. Forbidden forest. I entered it. Nothing happened. Really something happened. I chased the priest who had been there all his life out of that shrine. I chased him out. I commanded him and he vanished. Till today they didn't find him. Went to Jamaica to do crusades. On the crusade ground, we were looking at the ground when I had guns behind me. Everybody was ducking. I called my son and said, Pastor C, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Why are you ducking for gun? If you had the sound of a gun, it means you are still alive. If it will have killed you, it will have killed you from behind you. Get up. Do you know who are the people who came to shoot here? Yes, daddy. By the second day, the man who sent the killers, who is the head of the Yadis, was weeping on my shoulder, tears, accepting Jesus Christ. Listen to me. What is my God? What is my God? What is behind my boldness? I care to know nothing but the scriptures. God, divine power has given to you Everything you need for life and for godliness. And you must understand the power that provides it, that protects it, is divine. No man can touch it. Are you with me now? If a Christian fails, it's not because of a witch. It's because you failed. 
You will fail. Satan doesn't want you to know that you are the one who is the author of your failure. He lied to many so that you will not be able to do the right thing to pass and you continue to chase the shadow. Many do it. I remember when I was young, some people would be boiling eggs and say that witches make a child dull. So they boil egg and say that they pray into egg and we should eat egg. Can you imagine? Egg that cannot deliver himself when we are eating it is the one who give us brain. Hallelujah, somebody. Some people believe it. I also chopped with them. They gave me egg. <laughs> and when we got to class, we discovered that egg will not read book for you. Hey. Number four. Because all what God has given to you is spiritual. Because God is spirit. And anything he provides is spirit. Anything the divine power keeps in custody is spirit. Therefore, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 tells you, those provisions are kept in the heavenly places. That's number four. Your destiny, your gifts, your grace, your blessing, God keeps it in the heavenly places. Because it's divine power, no Satan can access it. How many of you know that Christians don't die? Come on, if you know that Christians don't die, raise your hand to me. The Bible says we sleep. We don't die. If, you, if this body drops dead and you pack it and go and bury it anywhere you like, I am still alive. I am more alive than when I'm in this body. And you too. So also Christians don't fail. We don't fail. You fail at examination doesn't mean you failed. You failed in a marriage doesn't mean you failed. You only learn lesson. Give it a go again. Your failure in life doesn't mean you fail. God only allows you to learn a lesson by your... I will talk about that in two minutes or so. That's the reason why you need to know what I'm telling you. So therefore... If first, second, second Peter is what we are looking at, not Ephesians. I've given you this, go back to my Peter. What is the first thing I said you should write? Yes, shall we say now? Your calling is what? Your calling is glorious and is full of goodness. What's the second thing you learned this morning? There is nothing you need in life that God has not provided. Write down. If you have not written down. Because I'm going to corner you when I meet you in marketplace. And you say, Apostle, I'm, I, I'm a member of your church. I say, what did I teach you on Sunday? Everybody come and hear him. And you start preaching. So write down what I'm telling you. Nothing you need in life that God has not provided. There was a third thing. That provision is piloted. It is, it is protected by divine power. It is brought by the divine power. And then the next thing. Every blessing is kept in the heavenly places. 
All your blessings are in the heavenly places, so there is no witch doctor, no Ifa prince, no Obioman of Jamaica, no guru of, his, of uh, uh, India that can access it. Now let me talk about you and them. So if no one can access it, then it means somebody should be able to access it, and that is you. How do you access it? The first how is instilled in advance. A divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. The first is your knowledge of Christ. You can go to the heavenlies by your knowledge of Christ and bring down what belongs to you. So a, Christ, a Christian who doesn't have much knowledge of Christ cannot do much for himself in life. You will be getting normal promotion like an unbeliever will get. Even they may get better than you. Because they can do some stuff you can do. That will earn them favor before men. But because you did not comply with your spiritual regulations, you are not able to get favor from God. Your knowledge of Christ is what determines how much you can access. Listen to me. Your knowledge of Christ. Therefore, if you come to church and you can quote what your pastor says, then, listen to me, therefore, and all what you know is what your pastor said. You have known nothing. Because there is no one who goes to examination hall for degree or for professional exam and continue to quote what his lecturer said and pass. No. So then I expected to hear from the lecturer and then check it. Read what your lecturer said. And then read many other publications. Yes? So that you can prove that what your lecturer said is true. Not only by him, but by this and by that and by this and by that. And by this and by that. Yes? So also... If what you had had not become your own words, then you fail. Your knowledge of Christ is paramount. You must study who Jesus is, not just what you are told. And you must follow who Jesus is. Your life should be how Jesus will have been. You know, apostles don't fear nothing because I didn't read in the Bible and Jesus was afraid. I didn't read it. When I went to Jebuland and God told us to walk into a bush, and I carried all the pastors into the bush, and one of them came and said, No, 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 Apostle, you can't enter this bush. I said, Why? He said, This is forbidden forest. I said, Ah, are you not the pastor? Ah, he said, Our forefathers forbid this one. Right where we are standing, I saw a, a hut. They said, that, Don't you know what this hut is? I said, What is it? He said, That is a leashu, the house of Lucifer. It has been here for over 500 years. Now, when they told me that, the only people who enter that bush are the occults. When they go to slaughter human beings in that bush. So in a bush like that, you have monstrous beasts. That was a, there is a boar constrictor in the bush that swallows their children, swallows their animals, and they worship him in that bush. So they told me not to enter. Am I afraid of those venomous snakes? 
or afraid of the demons they said they are claimed that live in the bush. I told the pastor, who forbid the bush? They said our forefathers. I said, show them to me. Go and call one of them out from your village. They said they have all died. I said, so sorry for you. If they died, their words cannot be alive. And the two pastors were looking at me. And I said, moreover, your forefathers saw the devil. That's why they died and they are, the Bible says worms eat their mouth. They are rotting in the grave. I serve the living God. If by your, the mouth of your forefathers, this bush was pro- pronounced forbidden, I stand today to say, this bush is not forbidden. Why? Because the earth is the Lord and the food, and I started moving into the bush, everybody followed me. We have gone too far for two of them to go back. Pastor was there with me. Pastor uh, uh, Abuaba was there. I look at it. Why are you afraid? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Someone says that the earth is the Lord's bush, the bush of this, the devil. I entered the bush. The rest is story. They weren't happy because I entered the bush. Then they said to come and kill me the third day. Unfortunately, they were so stupid to have put their spirit in the bird. In an owl. And the owl came, pastor was there. He's on the internet. Go check it. The Apostle Williams and Witchcraft Bird. He will just come out from Google. <laughs> Hallelujah. Google is good. <laughs> the day rapture happened. Google is the first one that Google it. Some people are missing it in the world, including Apostle Alfred Williams. We don't know where they have gone. Hello? I hope you'll be one of them that will have gone with us that day. Why am I not afraid of forbidden forest? We entered the bush, went 0.5 kilometers into the bush to meet the hut, the, 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 the shrine where they sacrificed human beings. And we began to shout hallelujah in the bush that I've been hearing, Ye Paripa. Ye Paripa seized that day and gave way to hallelujah 21 times. Excuse me, somebody says that why 21 times? Because it is 21 times, that is why it's 21 times. <laughs> hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> somebody say, why don't you shout hallelujah three times? That's your own business. I shouted it 21 times, they followed me. Yeah? You are looking for why? No, I'm looking for what it will, the result that will come after. We got into the, into the, into the river and a, a priest of Satan came out of the shrine. He was wearing carry from his neck down to his feet. So what do we do? Standing before us, his eyes are red. What do we do? Fear? No, I remember one of my friends when God sent him to Pharaoh. He put down his rod and he became one serpent. And I remember Satan is so stupid. He's always doing more. He put down his own rod, it became two. But thank God for Jesus. It is only one God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and His one. And the, the rod of Moses swallowed the rod of the magician. And Moses picked his own rod. He gave them one rod. He went with three in one. Hallelujah, somebody. That is the God I serve. That is the Jesus I serve. I say that is the Jesus I serve. Therefore, why should I fear? 
What command my boldness? My knowledge of Jesus. Two things. I know Jesus. And I know the word of God. I had to point it at him. And I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Whether it is wind that took him, he went into the forest till today they didn't find him. Till this day, he is not found. Nobody has gone to that shrine again in that village to do sacrifice to any stupid god. We chase the god out. You know, interesting thing, the python that they are worshipping made a mistake because we bought short land at the end of that forest. And that python crawled to Jesus city land. And our workers saw python. And they took our bulldozer and they ran over python. The python rose up and they rolled him over. They cut the python to pieces. And they did justice. You understand me? Palatable, delicious soup. They ate the whole python. By the time I got to them, they said, Ah, Papa Apostle, Papa Apostle. I said, what happened? They said the python in the village. We... And I went to them, to those who worship the python. That uh, They said, we have had, your people killed our God. Yes. They said, Omiron, you don't understand. Omiron doesn't just mean giants. And I told them that if my workers at your God, all of you go and be worshipping my workers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go and be worshipping my workers. Because your God is inside your belly anyway. <laughs> Amen forevermore. Isaiah 49 verse 4. What does he say? Verse 9. 44 verse 9. Read it together. Stop, 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 stop. I don't like the way you read the Bible here now. I'm going back to Ireland. Read this scripture before I go. Yeah. All who make idols. Uh-huh. Stop. What do they treasure? Graven images. In my Yoruba. Akaraba. Aasan. Ogede. Offer. Call it. Ayelala. Ye natin. Shigiri. English boy, he said shigidi, <laughs> shigidi. He called it why, why, why red. Those are the things they treasure. Only igbadi, offer, and all the stuff. The Bible says the things they treasure are worthless. You can't buy it for even British one pound, old one pound. You won't buy it. Why should you fear it? They lied to you because you didn't know who Christ is. That's what I bring to you today. He is God in the flesh. By him all things were made. Apart from him nothing was made. And in him all things consist. All things consist. And he dwells in those who believe in his name. Anywhere you go you carry him there. So why should you fear? No wonder the Bible has more than 365 fear not. From Genesis to Revelation. So that you can have at least one for a day. 
both leap here and the one the year that doesn't leap. Go back to my uh, divine power job. Hallelujah, somebody. Nigeria will see pepper next year. We are going. We are going. We put an end to all insanity. They may not like me. I don't like them too. I like only those who preach the truth. I don't like those who exploit human beings in the name of the Lord. I will fight to death. Look at what the Bible says. If the divine power has given us everything we need for life of godliness and God and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us. So the knowledge of Christ is one and the final one is verse 4. Through this <clears throat> he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them we might participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world. Caused by evil words. <clears throat> Listen to me. Pastor Fumi, time me. Ten minutes from now I start speaking. You raise your hand. I want to talk to you. You can be what heaven ordained you to be. Okay? Many reject it. Let's look at that scripture. The Bible says, through your knowledge of Christ, you can access the blessings. And it says the second thing is through the promises. You can participate in divinity. Think about it. Through the promises, you can participate in God. So that what God is, is what you become. And you can escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. The promises of God are written in the Bible. If you don't know Bible, you are powerless. You can be under elemental instructors, evil spirits. Who will dictate your life to you? Listen to me. That will make you suffer unnecessarily. And when you grow older, eventually you'll be looking to do that which you refuse to do when you are young. Sit and laugh at people like that. Please, I beg you, listen to me. You can escape Corruption that come by evil desire. Let me help you understand. Brother Singova and Sister Kemi just married shortly ago. Brother, where is you now? David and Sister Ephistic. I added one more name to her nickname. I call her Ephistic before, but I added Ephistic Andrusia because she's not been upgraded. <laughs> Hallelujah. She was upgraded with Sister Kemi. I will give you my own name. Sister Kemintin. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
at least you have Islington, you have Kennington, so we have Kennington too. Amen forevermore. Listen to me. These two people got married this month, yes? October. Okay. If you put drums, set, set, drum sets in their belly, you will be beaten without a player. Those of you who are English are looking at me with a frown. You don't understand. I just spoke in tongues. The meaning of that is that there is so much joy inside both of them. <clears throat> both of them now have left their parents. They are now living alone together. Hallelujah. For both of them, if they don't have problem with one another, it doesn't matter if they have problem with people outside, that cannot affect anything. If they try to resolve somebody outside, he doesn't want to settle with them, they don't have problems. As long as both of them are settled, Abby. That is because of a promise of the scripture. What will make this life successful is for both of them to understand the written promise of God for marriage. You cannot use your mouth to talk to a woman and tell her you want to marry her and take her before everybody to marry the woman. All right? And bring her to your own roof, which you pay rent only to live in hell because you are ignorant of the rule of God concerning marriage. Are we talking? For you to be successful in marriage, both must know the rules of God, the promise to partake in divine nature, a nature that cannot be corrupted. And I tell you in this house, I enjoy my marriage to the fullest. Why? Because I don't have any other marriage but the marriage that I have had, and I will die in the marriage. And so if that is my beginning and my end, why shouldn't I enjoy myself? Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9 says, Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. All these your meaningless days, even your calling. It's interesting, Bible did say enjoy husband? Because the duty of the man to make sure that there is enjoyment. Are we together? You didn't hear me. Look, if you don't answer me, I'm going to preach for two hours. And you can't stand up. Are we talking? You must know the rule of God concerning marriage for you to be happy. Look, I was telling my wife a few, few uh, days ago, because sometimes we just talk. You know what talk is? <laughs> we just talk. We started by talking. We are ending by talking. I came out of my room. I went to the first room. Hello? Nobody there. Second room. Hello? Nobody there. Third room. Hello? Nobody there. And I looked at my wife. I said, we are back to how we started. <laughs> okay. I said to her, you better love me. Serious. <laughs> and I too will love you. My good. Where are they? They are all gone. So, the only thing remaining is that if I say hello, only one voice answer me. 
Hello, only one voice answer me. Well, they will come and go, carry their babies and go. Nobody will come and dump baby on me because I didn't dump one of my parents. You give back to your baby, you take care of baby, you bring them, I greet them, you take them back. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Oh yeah, my old age, I want to enjoy the one who started with me before luggages began to come. <laughs> Amen. All the luggages are disembarked now, remain both of us. Can you imagine if I had been giving my wife headache when we were young? Now we are getting not old though. <laughs> Hello. Some people, because they don't know the rule of God about marriage, they wreck their young age. Quarrel here, quarrel there, quarrel there. If there's no quarrel, they will look for one. If they can't find quarrel, they will quarrel with themselves. In the same house. Are we together now? Then when they grow old, and then all the John, both and John, both are not arguing. Hmm? I told them in New Cross, I saw a woman when I first came to England. And the old woman was like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. As I was looking at the old woman, <laughs> in surprise, she just did her mouth like this. And I saw her mouth came out of her mouth. Her mouth came out of her mouth. Hey, mom, which one is this? The whole jaw. And I was looking at the woman. The whole jaw has come out. On the one that came out, at it. And then she went and put it back. I said, there is something. There is something in this country. I went to ask them. They told me that. I said, some people have two. They have two jaws. They told me that she's old. That the one beneath is all gone. Can you imagine? So there's an age that the whole one underneath has gone. Can you imagine if she decides to kiss her husband now? The whole man. <laughs> the whole man will just come out or kaput. So imagine a person like that, that throughout their young age is fire for fire. That one has come to the world miserable. Never enjoy peace for one day. Because he does not know the promise. Listen to me. You young ones, I want to talk to you. Not those who are married now. For you who are married, I'm finished. (laughs) You see, they said I'm not finished. What I mean is this. Create enjoyment for yourself. I am happy all the time. Don't you see how I look? Do I look old? No, sir. Don't look at my head. (laughs) All right? Listen to me. I look young. Somebody who says that they they were talking behind me. They said, look at that person. The man never looks old. Because somebody is feeding me. Somebody is giving me peace. Are we together now? Somebody understand the scriptures. How to maintain and tame a man. I will together now. You young people, listen to me. Sometimes when they talk to you and say, Ah, the Bible says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. 
Some of you will be. Some of you say that, what is the apostle saying? Or what is my pastor saying? Don't you know that we are young? Let me say something to you. Young? The way you behave, the way you think is different. Youth, we didn't come out from our mothers when we grew here. We were born naked and we grew. And we were youth. Let me tell you. When I was a youth, there are some friends like that. They'll be sleeping with girls all over the whole place. And when they see people like us, they, be, they have names they call us. You ignorance. Mumu. They call us. They'll be going about sleeping with girls. And a good number of them put some girls in family way, which eventually they did not marry them. Come on now. Ah, they say in my language. Back in Shio, on Boshan. Oh, You don't understand. When you sleep with a woman and put her in family way, and you decide not to marry her, that child is your child forever. He will be following you anywhere you go. Follow you anywhere you go. And when a child follow, if the mother doesn't have a resting place, the mother carry her akpamo and follow him. You don't understand. She carry her portmanteau and follow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. That child will be a string throughout your life. That will be causing problem. Anytime you want to rest, the mother will use that child to strike. And you have a duty in God and in law to take care of that child like the marriage you went to and the child you give back to. Equally. Listen to me. There are some things you do, they don't have lasting effect. But there are some things you do, they remain for your life. Come on now. Godliness and contentment is there again. Don't you say that? When you were, you were, when you were young, you did not have this temptation. When I was young, I know friends, they were sleeping with guests under flower. And when we challenge them, they were telling us that you have mumu. Today, when I enter Nigeria, they're the one who kneel down before me and say, please lay hands on us. Please lay hands on us. Some met my wife and said, we know your life will be good. Because when we were messing about with men in Nigeria, which you were not. They call her the girl with the, 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 girl with the little Bible. Listen to me. When I was young like you, I walked platform. Shoes that are six inches. I want labu. The trouser, you can put the head of three people there. It will take their head. I had afro until baldness remove it from my head. I we together now. But I never follow the swines. I always know the son of who I was. I never stop reading the scriptures. I know the son of who. When I was a boxer, mommy will tell you, when I finished my, my game, because in my boxing career, I was a champion throughout my career. I knocked out everybody that fought me by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and the anointing is there, you didn't know it. But I turned it towards boxing, and I was successful. 
When I finish on the stage and I come down, people will carry me up. Okay? When you look down, everybody carry me, they are women. Okay? They will carry me. Put me down. <coughs> they will be singing and shouting. Don't you understand that they're filing? Whether it's me. Whether it's me. The moment they put me down, I carry my gloves on my neck. I took my friend. I run from the madding crowd. Are you with me now? I run from the mad. My father told me, don't taste it. Don't smell it. He said, what you will eat all your life, if you eat it early, it will burn your mouth. Hot potato mommy call it. Listen to me. Godliness and contentment is great game. Whereas anyone who disciplines himself, stick his head to God. In five years, it's just from the age of 13 plus 10. That 10 years is the time Satan wreck life or make life. That is Satan wreck life and you can say no to him and shut the door. And he cannot touch you. You will not have regrets when you're growing older. When others have regrets. Come on now. The book of promises, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. I will finish with this. It says through this, he has given us his great precious promises. So that through them we may participate in the divine nature and escape corruption. Escape corruption. You don't have to fall. You can escape corruption. You can participate in divine nature. Listen to me. You already are. You already are. How do you pray and God answer? Is that not divine? You pray and God answers you. Can you see your prayer? It's spirit. But we can see the manifestation when God answers you. You are already divine in your nature. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For those who have been predestined, who have been foreign, have been predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son of God. That he may be the firstborn among many brothers. And the next verse says, For those that he had predestined, he also called... Those he had called, he also justified the past tense. Those he justified, he also glorified. There is a glory for you. You have been justified already. You and I have to accept the glory through the precious promises of God. Listen to me. You can be anything you want to be or not. And nothing can hinder you. I love this. Therefore, for this manifestation to be, God gave you the Holy Spirit who gives you gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. The next verse says, there are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. And the third one says, there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all in who? 
Let's read this scripture together. There are different kinds of workings. Excuse me. Did he say the same God works all in one man or some men? Tell somebody beside you, God works in you. But understand this. God can only work in a man that is serving. God give you, the uh, Holy Spirit give you gifts. Jesus created a service. And God works through man. So for a man, for God to work through a man, the man must be serving. Because God will work the gift through the man that is serving. Let me tell you this. All manifestations and miracles that you saw in this house, God worked them when I was in service. When I went to the bush where they said nobody would enter, it's for the devil and I entered it, then God had to do some miracles there to prove that he is God. When they sent the bird to come and kill me and I commanded that bird to fall down and it died completely, commanded life out of it and it's dead. God had to do that. But I can't go to uh, um, 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 Woolish Market and begin to command every bird to, to, to die. It's impossible. They won't, they won't listen to me. The one I commanded life out of him, the Holy Ghost said to me, command life out of him. And it's because I was preaching the gospel and some people think they are crafty in their demonic ways to try to attempt and to undo. So God has to work through me. The lame that walked, the blind that saw in my own ministries, ministry, in crusade and stuff, happened because God was working to me because I was serving. If I did not go to those crusades and serve in the capacity, those miracles will never happen. Listen to me. The same thing with you. Those of you who are serving, God manifests grace in you in, so that you will be empowered in the area of service. You see somebody who is learning to sing and he continues, he continues. Before you know it, her voice is better than everybody there. I ask you therefore, what is your service in this house? Show me. That determines how much God can walk through you. He walks through all. Hello? You, each one of you have testimony of God working through you. But it will be where you are serving. So what should you do then? Serve more. Use every gift that you have to serve others. This is where I'm stopping today. Use every grace you have to serve others. You want to see God use you so much? Get into a department and work. You have the evangelism department, you have the choir, you have the ushers, you have intercessors, you have project coordinators now, media, name it, children's Sunday school. Get involved with something. I told you the last time I was in your midst that the time has come for every one of you to look at the career that you have. And look at how can that career be of a blessing to somebody in this church. And then how can we take that career to the community to serve. I have received reply from some of you. 
And I have written to those who wrote me back the day I'm holding meeting with all of you. If you did not receive letter from me, it is because you have not responded to that call. Alright? If you look at, can you put my tel- something on the board? I told you to write to Apostle at cftchurches.org, not CFT Inter. Apostle at cftchurches.org. Some of the people who wrote me, I was amazed. One of them said that Apostle, I've been coming to this church for two months. I'm a new person. He said, but I have not joined the membership. But I attend. He said, that day that you were speaking, I was um, in the office or something like that, watching through the internet. And then he said, this is what I do in the government. And I would, I would like to do that in this church. But I told every one of you, you know, God stirred up the heart of Oholea and Bezalea. And then he gave them gifts. So I say open up this to you. Look for something that you have done. Those of you who are teachers, and you, you are a teacher of mathematics and physics and, and um, English, look at all the children in Christ with Abanaku getting 11 A stars, 12 A stars, and all stuff like that. If you have set up a teaching class to help them, you will have been saying that, thank God I contributed to the life of those kids. Same thing with those who are doing A levels. If you are teaching in secondary school and you are teaching all these subjects, you can use that gift to teach somebody here, to mentor somebody here. Those of you who are professionals, pick somebody who is a young person who wants to go to the professional and mentor him through. Those of you who are successful married, take one of the young marriages and take them through life. I have told you, this house wants to build a hospital. Already somebody contacted me from Ireland and gave me a template of the hospital. From Ireland. And I'm working with that guy to get it done. What is your area of skill for life, that is in career, that you know can fit into the vision that God has given Christ with Tabernacle, which you can run with? You have this week to determine it. Computer field, social media, anything, anything. If you can think of a project that can be given free from your own free time, to equip others in this house and then to equip others outside there. This week, think about it. Once you get that revelation, write me. And we'll get together and get things done. For you to for God to walk through a man, the man must use the skill. God has given him gifts, has given him to be a blessing to others, and then God can walk through that man. I would like to pray with you. Let's stand up together. We are going to lift up our voices unto God and pray that the rest of this year, 2017, that the Lord will visit us. We want insight about our life for next year. You want God to reveal to you potentials He has given to you that you have never explored. A Christian must hear from heaven all the time. We ask God, open my the eyes of my understanding by dreams by vision reveal myself to me shall we begin to pray in the name of Jesus father we pray thee the bible says the mystery belong to God but things revealed belong to us and our children we ask for the spirit of insight 
Enlighten the eyes of our hearts. Tell the Lord I need direction in life. I don't want to just take decisions and then regret all the time again. Give me direction. Give me insight. Let the rest of this year. Let the rest of this year bring me revelation. Oh Lord my King. Whatever you are seeking God for. He that asks receives. To he who seeks he finds. And whoever knocks the door shall be opened to him. We have a God who speaks. Tell the Lord I open up myself to you. I want to know your plans for my life next year. I want to know what you intend for me next month. We have two months to go and this year is over. Everything that God has ordained for you to do, you must receive them for this year and complete them. God is able to do exceedingly above all what you can imagine or ask for. Oh Lord my King, I ask for the spirit of insight. I want to know. I want to see. If you have fallen in the past, tell God, help me to stand firm now, never to fall again. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Father, you have said, this is the month of restoration for Christ's tabernacle. I stand in your presence before your holy people. I decree. As you spoke to us in January concerning this government of the United Kingdom, the decision they would take in May, which happened, and you spoke to us in January that in the month of September and October there will be an attempt to remove Prime Minister Theresa May. And we are going through it now. So also you spoke and said, this month of October will be month of restoration. If the two things you said about our government happened to time and date, certainly the rest few days of the month of October shall bring restoration to you. I say that you shall be restored. I say that you shall be restored. Your health shall be restored. Your bones shall be restored. Your organs shall be restored. Your life shall be restored. Your mind shall be restored. Your heart shall be restored. Your marriage shall be restored. Your wealth shall be restored. Your home shall be restored. Everything the devil has stolen from you, the last few days of October, they shall be restored in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. You promise the book of Joel and say, and the Lord will restore to you the year the locusts have eaten. I call for your years that you have missed. All the privileges that the devil has hindered you over the years. All the privileges that human beings have hindered you. I call them to manifestation in this month. When heaven speaks, the earth resounds. As you leave my presence today, you enter into good news. If anybody has received a rejection letter from where you should have been accepted, 
By the power of he who created human beings and hold the heart of man in his hand. I decree, as you live in this week, you will receive a letter of, of joy. You will receive a revocation of that regret letter. It shall be said again that we are happy to give this to you. Your labor in the past might have been filled for fire. But in this season, you will reap from the, from the labor of your hand. Every hard work you have put into your life, every effort you have put into your life that, that looks abortive, I decree that the last few days of this month, as you leave this place, the unction of heaven will rest upon your efforts. The Lord will turn your ashes to glory. He will turn your mourning to singing. He will turn your sadness and sorrow to gladness and joy. I invoke the name of Jesus upon you. Everywhere you go for the rest of this month you shall receive favor. The favor of the Most High will make way for you. The glory of the presence of God will overshadow you. Your life will be as heaven has decided. Decisions of men contrary to God shall not come to pass. He says the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Everything contending with the plans of God over your life, I relegate in the name of Jesus. I dismantle the machinery of the enemy over you in the name of Jesus. I decree that the plans of heaven be enforced over your life. I decree the purposes for which God created you for this season shall be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Finally, it shall rest upon you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power. The spirit of insight and the spirit of the fear of God. Receiving the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. On Friday, when people will give testimonies in this house on Overcomers Night, yours shall be among them. I say, yours shall be among them. For light will dawn for you in darkness. I speak to lumps in human bodies. Everyone that have lump, I command your lump to vanish in the name of Jesus. I cause the lump from the root to be taken out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. People who are having pains in their neck, you are healed right now. That pain and strain is taken out of your neck and shoulder. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If anybody have a disease or a sickness that is a mystery to medical practice, the Bible says he sent his word and he healed the people. All the scriptures I quoted today, I send them against all diseases. I command the disease be swallowed up in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be of good health. And so receive good health in the name of Jesus as you prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, it is written, a man that has wealth without knowledge is like a brute that perishes. I decree, therefore, for the measure of wealth that God has given to you, receive equivalent knowledge in Jesus' name. I say, for the measure of wealth that heaven bestows unto you or will apportion you in the future, receive the equivalent knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with hands given.
Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Jab your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Wow. Take your seats in the heavenly places. Before I will give way for Pastor Fumi to come and take our offerings and our tithes, can I just say to us, this week, don't miss it. Pray seriously for this week, this week, this week, this week, 